Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Tom Ackerman. Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel joins us in eight minutes. Just in 1030, we'll be joined by Bob Kendrick, the president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum in Kansas City. He is in Cooperstown where Buck O'Neill, who he... Absolutely adored, looked up to, took care of. One of the legendary figures in Negro Leagues and baseball history is being posthumously inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. And I know it's a big day for Bob, and so for him to join us live on KMOX is very special. We will have him, among others, going into the Hall of Fame. Jim Cott, we're going to hear an interview that he did with Mike Claiborne. That's on the way on KMOX. Also going in today, Minnie Minoso, Tony Oliva, and Big Poppy, David Ortiz. That is coming up. We'll talk about all of them on Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX and hear from Ollie Marmel, John Mosellock at 11.30 as the trade winds continue to swirl around baseball on August 2nd. Still a lot of time till the trade deadline, but things are starting to tighten up a little bit because the Cardinals lost a pitcher yesterday for the time being. We'll get full information on what's going on with Steven Matz because he was to undergo an MRI. They're going to have to take a good look at that. Left knee strain for him. Suffered it actually fielding a ball yesterday in the game after a terrific five and a third. Struck out seven. The last five outs he recorded actually were strikeouts. Matz was on yesterday. His fastball, his sinker was hitting 96. I mean... Can't ask for more, so it's really a bummer, unless it's not a big deal and it's just a tweak and he can come back and make his next start. But uh, the Cardinals are going to use all precautions and take a good look at the knee. And if he is out and Flaherty's out and Palante is running out of innings, I mean, you got to go, right? You got to go in the trade deadline and get somebody or more more than one. Um, so we'll, we'll see what they end up doing. Here's Ollie's lineup that he's going to talk about here in about five minutes. Dylan Carlson will lead off and play center field today in Cincinnati against the Reds. Tyler O'Neill, who hit a home run yesterday, also drove in a run with a hit, is playing left field and batting second. I like that spot for Tyler, second in the order. Goldie is batting third and playing first base. Goldschmidt launched a home run yesterday, also drove in his 1,000th RBI of his career just before that. Nolan Arenado is the third baseman. He bats fourth. Nolan Gorman is the second baseman batting fifth. Tommy Edmond bats sixth today. He's the shortstop. Brendan Donovan will be the DH batting seventh. In right field will be Lars Newtbar. He bats eighth. And Andrew Kisner is the catcher batting ninth for the Cardinals today with Miles Michaelis on the mound against the Cincinnati Reds. 
Also added to the roster is James Nail. Uh, This is a report from John Denton of MLB.com that not only is James Nail added to the roster, uh, but uh, Yvonne Herrera is in Cincinnati with the club and is going to travel to Toronto for the two-game series against the Blue Jays. Uh, Denton reporting earlier, as others have indicated, that the Cardinals are going to announce which unvaccinated players will not be able to travel to Toronto because of Canadian federal vaccine mandates. The Cardinals are expected to be without multiple players, according to Denton, including two high-profile stars. So we'll get that report uh, when it does come out. We'll ask Ollie what he knows here in just a few minutes. It's 10-11, total information a.m., as uh, was a lot of fun to do. Now I just roll right into sports on a Sunday morning. We're going to come up a little short today, 1140, because 1145 is the pregame, 1240 first pitch for the Cardinals and the Reds as the Cards go for the series win. They won yesterday 6-3, to three, lost the Friday night game. We'll see how they roll today in Cincinnati and if they can keep this thing going before they go to Toronto. Back in a moment with the manager of the Cardinals, Ali Marmel, in Cincinnati, next on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. 10-15 on the home of the Cardinals. KMOX, we got a day game for you. Looking forward to it. 12-40 for the first pitch. Miles Michaelis against the Cincinnati Reds. And our manager chat with Oliver Marmel, the manager of the Cardinals, is sponsored by Missouri Division of Tourism. There's a Mo for every M-O. Find yours at visitmo.com. Good morning, Ollie. How are you? Doing well. How are we doing? Doing great. Congratulations on the win last night. Unfortunately, it came with an injury to Stephen Matz, but I, I do want to start with the good stuff real quick, and then perhaps you can update us on anything you know, but... Uh, that was the middle of the order that you've been looking for. Actually, you've got Tyler O'Neill batting second in the order, and uh, he has delivered. He hit a bomb. He drove in a run. Goldie drove in a run, hit a bomb. Uh, the, you've got some big hitters on this team, and they came through. Yeah, that, that's the whole uh, the hope of hitting him second is um, he's a threat when he's right. This is a guy that hit 30-plus homers the year before, had a, over a 900 OPS, could really do some damage. And uh, anytime you hit in front of Goldie and Nolan, you get more pitches to hit. So uh, our hope was that, one, it gave him confidence, two, some pitches to do some damage with, and we're seeing him driving in some runs right now, which is good. Very good. And the Cardinals' bullpen finished the job as you won the game 6-3 to three over the Reds yesterday, but the bullpen had to finish it because, unfortunately, Stephen Matz uh, stepped, I guess, wrong in the field and, and tweaked his knee a little bit. I know there was an exam in place for today. Is there anything new on that that can be said by the club? Um, no, we're still waiting. So uh, he had his MRI at 1030 Eastern. Um, so we should know something within the next 15, 30 minutes or so. But uh, our hope is that we get good news and he doesn't miss too much time. Um, but uh, we're, we're going to have to wait and see. Gotcha. And John Mozalock's going to be with us a little over an hour from now. So perhaps there will be some official word that he can discuss yeah. with us before we uh, pitch it over to pregame. Uh, and it's it's too bad. I mean, not to lament the whole thing, but man, he was pitching well. I mean, he looked good yesterday, didn't he? 
Yeah, he did a nice job. He really did. In his last two innings, I mean, electric stuff. Um, if you look at that two-seamer and what he was doing with it, a uh, ton of strikeouts with it, 52% whiff rate. I mean, it was a really, really good pitch for him. Uh, he started getting his groove as the, as the game went on. So it was tough to watch him go down there with his knee because um, uh, he was doing exactly what we were hoping for. He did. And then your bullpen, uh, which uh, Junior Fernandez came in, and then Giovanni Gallegos and Ryan Helsley finished. Junior goes an inning, an inning in a third for Gio and for Hells, and uh, that's a pretty strong outing for your pen, which you know, you're going to be looking at them for a lot here, aren't you? Especially with uh, Genesis Cabrera. I'm not going to leave anybody out, but you got some arms back there. Yeah, we do. And you add Hicks to that mix, and um, there's some there's some good arms there to finish some games and shorten some ball games. But yesterday, those three guys did a really nice job of doing exactly that. And then Helsley at the end um, to get Mustakas there. They came off the bench with the lefty and uh, just an overpowering fastball. Um, and then the strikeouts in the ninth there. But a uh, heck of a job by the pen for sure. And now your club taking on the Cincinnati team that uh, will try to stand in your way from winning a series. And if you do that, you'll continue to creep up on Milwaukee in the NL Central. Coming out of the gate in the All-Star break, uh, you had a little fire in you there, Ali Marmel. You got tossed in the game on Friday. Uh, not pleased with what was being called there. Certainly you can see that in, in a lot of ways, you know, all it takes sometimes is a pitch, whether it's a call or a mistake or whatever. Uh, the game, there's a fine line in baseball games, isn't there, when it comes to pitching and, and the result of a ball game? There really is, and that's the that's the part that's frustrating is uh, you flip some of those at-bats and counts, and um, that, that game looks different. The reality is it just wasn't good uh, on both sides. Um, we had we had some stuff called against us, and, and so today. Um, but at the end of the day, what you're really wanting for your hitters is for them to know what, what the strike zone is. And uh, when it's inconsistent or it's moving all over the place, it's hard to have a good approach and, and take quality at-bats. So, uh it, it was uh, it was one of those nights where, um, to be quite honest, it just wasn't good enough. Do you like Carlson at leadoff? Uh, not to, to change the subject back to to lineup, but uh, Dylan uh, used to be in that spot. Do you like him there? Uh, yeah, I, I do, and we're seeing some really good swings from him, both from the left side and the right side. Um, so if you look at over the last. 15, 20 games or so, he, he's put together some really, really good at-bats yesterday from the left side, lined out again, um, and he's dominated left-handed pitching. So, uh, yeah, when you look at the ability to lead him off right now and have O'Neal second and uh, have him do some damage and, and those other two guys behind him, it, it has the potential to, to be pretty good. And now when you look at your lineup, I see Brendan Donovan is a DH. You know, it's it's interesting. You know, we've talked about all the great prospects in this organization, and Donovan has quickly advanced into. You know, he's not a veteran ball player, but it feels like it. It's like you know, he he has a slot for you almost anywhere, and having a healthy Brenda Donovan must be good for you. Yeah, it definitely is. And this is a guy, to your point, when you say veteran, um, he has a routine that he's confident in, and he sticks to it. So what allows him to be consistent, in my opinion, is he's not a guy that's constantly searching um, 
and oh, I don't feel good or my swing doesn't feel right. I got to change my routine. I got to change. I need to tinker with this. He knows what gives him success. Um, he's confident what he's doing. He has conviction behind his game. And uh, he has the same routine every day, and he goes out there and he, I mean, just lays it all on the line. And uh, those are the type of guys you want to whip. So it's uh, good for him that he's uh, that confident uh, this early on in his career as a big leaguer. I see Newt Bar's out in right field. At least you do have some depth in the outfield, but Bader is still dealing with uh, his injury, isn't he? His the, the, Yeah, we're still waiting to hear yeah. back exactly what's going on there. But um, he, he wasn't in the lineup yesterday. He was supposed to play center field yesterday. So uh, that didn't take place. He's not going to be in there today. So we're, we're trying to find out exactly what that return looks like. Um, but we should know more here uh, before game time as well. It would be nice to get that full, healthy outfield at some point. It seems like when one goes out, another goes in with Tyler and, and with him, you know, with uh, with Bader. Um, I, I haven't seen anything officially announced yet, uh, so I don't want to put you in a bad spot, but the, sure. I, I think that going to Toronto, there was some thought that, you know, you may or may not be able to have everybody. Do we know? Um, or are you able to say who's going to be able to make it to Toronto? Um, actually, Mo's going to do uh, he's going to do a media session here in about seven minutes okay, to uh, announce what players are not able to travel and which ones are. Um, so he'll he'll address everything here shortly, and then um, we'll go from there. But yeah, we will have a, a group that will not be participating in Toronto. Okay, and then we'll have him on, and we'll we'll talk to him about that and, and ask no, him about that a little bit. Uh, and then a, as for for your club, you know, you looking ahead here, you've got uh, Cincinnati today, you got Toronto, uh, you're staying on the road. I know it'll be nice to get home, but uh, then again, having these off days built in place, and I'm going to wait until Matt's when we hear from Matt's before I start peppering you with rotation <laughs> questions. Maybe Matt's is okay, but, uh, but you know, the, man, that's got to be nice to have those built-in days. You are not an excuse. Really? I, I don't find you as an excuse maker at all, but uh, that was, that was pretty heavy load. You have to admit. It was a heavy load. Um, the all-star break was well needed for, uh, for the guys. They've been going hard. We have some guys really beat up that, didn't want to come out of that lineup um, because they knew the importance of, of winning every day. But um, we, we needed some off days. And when you look at our, the second half and how it, the built-in off days are in there, it's, um, it's, really, it, it's helpful. It, it's helpful for a lot of reasons. And just the bullpen, your everyday players, your, your corner guys and Goldie and Nolan, I mean, it does a lot. So when you look at playing three games, day off, two games, day off, three games, I mean, it's uh it's it's a big difference compared to what we did in the first half, so we're looking forward to that. Anything I, I probably could ask Mo about this too, but I just want to be sure, in the interest of time, um, in case I'm not able to get to it, anything uh, new on Yachty and what he's ready to do? Uh, Yachty um, arrives today, I believe, um, to St. Louis. He's going to go ahead and work out for several days. He's going to have a, a rehab assignment. I'm not exactly sure where it'll take place. And then uh, the goal is for him to to join us in that uh, first week of August. Gotcha. That sounds good. Um, today uh, is Hall of Fame Day in Cooperstown. We're going to be joined by Bob Kendrick in just a few minutes, Ollie. Uh, he is the president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum in Kansas City. Obviously, he is thrilled to see his mentor, Buck O'Neill, go into the Hall of Fame, among others. But 
Um, what What is your uh, feeling and history on the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, and what does that entire scene mean to you? And one of these days, we'll uh, you know we'll see some guys who are playing for you uh, be there and in there. And it's just incredible to think about. It really is incredible to think about because. Obviously, it's a privilege, but when you think about the dedication and sacrifice that it takes to just be a big leaguer, it's incredible. And then to be a good big leaguer, but then to be considered one of the best to ever play the game, that's a whole nother level of sacrifice and determination and adversity and all the things you go through that you have to win at in order to be considered one of the best. Um, when you think about those players and some of the guys that are on the, on the field right now for us that one day will do that as well. Um, it's more than just a big deal. It's, uh, it, it's incredible. So uh, it, it means a lot. Um, just uh, the overall thought of it is, is incredible. It is. And, and we remain connected to this organization and their hall of fame caliber is a big part of the Cardinals. Uh, no doubt about it. The championships, the people, the, the fans and the, the characters that have come along through the years, but these players, these Hall of Fame players, uh, you just remember where you were. You remember them by decade, by era. It's pretty special. Oliver Marmel, it's great to chat with you as always. We'll get you back to work, and thank you so much for this part of your job, talking to the fans through KMOX. No, I appreciate you, Tom. We'll talk soon. Thanks very much. There he is, the manager of the Cardinals with us here on KMOX at 1027. When we come back, Bob Kendrick joins us live from Cooperstown. Uh, We'll also hear from someone who is going to go into Cooperstown eventually, and that is Albert Pujols. And on top of that, we are joined by John Mosaloc, the Cardinals president of baseball operations. And I will, before this show is over, let you hear from Jim Cott, who did an interview with Mike Claiborne. And Jim Cott is one of those going into the Hall of Fame today. So it is a very special day. And no, I did not neglect The fact that at 6 o'clock tonight, the XFL is holding a town hall meeting to announce its cities and stadiums for its upcoming season. I feel like we've been waiting this. Quite honestly, I feel like we've been teased so many times. It is going to happen tonight. The announcement is going to be made, and Battlehawks fans are scrambling to find their gear, and they are ready to hear official word that they are back. It has not been announced yet. But St. Louis, you'd have to think, is one of the cities. It was. It seems like a no-brainer. We are the biggest market without an NFL team. That doesn't guarantee you a spot in the XFL. But we've already seen St. Louis in the XFL, and we've already seen the response. And there's still a lot of intrigue. It almost as if the potential hasn't been tapped yet. It was like they had just gotten started. And the only thing that could stop the St. Louis Battlehawks was COVID. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We'll have much more coming up. Sports on a Sunday morning on that topic. 1029, Bob Kendrick next. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gunner. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Hey, soccer fans, we're going to be joined. This just in. We're joined by John Hackworth, the head coach of City 2, the MLS Next Pro team. He'll be with us at 1045. So we are having a good time this morning. Sports on a Sunday morning. We just had the manager of the Cardinals, Oliver Marmel. I love what he said right there about the greats in Cooperstown. And in my mind, there is no greater uh, in terms of impact that he made on the game and on people. Uh, and uh, not only through the media, but literally in person year after year after year. And that is Buck O'Neill. And he will finally go into the Baseball Hall of Fame today. And joining us to talk about him, his dear friend, uh, I, I thank you so much for joining us. Bob Kendrick, president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum for a few minutes. How are you today? Man, I'm, I'm doing good. As you can well imagine, I'm feeling a little giddy today, and I'm sure the emotions um, will be all over the place before this day is as it has been throughout the weekend. You know, I've laughed, I've cried, uh, but, you know, the smile has never left the entire time. I'm so excited. Uh, the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum is very excited. I think the baseball world is also excited about Buckle Neal's long overdue induction into the National Baseball Hall of Fame. There's no doubt about it. There's a magic about Cooperstown, isn't there? There is. There is. There's a, a mystique to it. I mean, it's the, the quaint town that becomes this hustling, bustling place this time of year. All the Hall of Famers walking around and being a part of this. And we were able to have an event yesterday in partnership with my friends over the Kansas City Royals. So Royals owner John Sherman and myself hosted what we call the Thanks a Million Buck Brunch and Lee Arthur Smith was there, and Andre Dawson, and, you know, we got a chance last night to chat with Billy Williams. These guys are all connected to Buck. They are, and that's because Buck was a player. He was a manager. He was a coach. He was a scout. He was an executive, and above all, an ambassador for the sport. He broke in, well, I mean, I'm not telling you, but I'm telling our listeners, Bob, in 1937, Uh, in in Memphis, and then to the Kansas City Monarchs in 1938. And for decades, an incredible voice for this game, but for 
people, wasn't he? Oh, there's no doubt about it. And I think as much as his baseball legacy and how impressive it is, the Buck O'Neill as a human being is really the guy that we became so endeared to. You know, I tell people all the time that most of us never saw Buck O'Neill play. We fell in love with the Buck O'Neill who told us about the heroes of the Negro Leagues. And we fell even deeper in love with the Buck O'Neill who so beautifully and vividly demonstrated to all of us that you could get further in this life with love than you could with hate. And, and that, that's the guy that we fell in love with. And he, his baseball legacy is now being complete. But what we know is that Buck O'Neill's legacy is far bigger than the game of baseball. Buck O'Neill passed away in 2006, and before that, years of promoting the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, which he helped establish. And this, to me, is a wonderful opportunity for all of us to direct people to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum in Kansas City. It's an absolute must-stop when you make your way to that side of the state. I know that, Bob, you receive a lot of visits from Cardinals fans, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I, I always look forward to when the cards are in Kansas City because their fan base travels and they inevitably make their way to the Negro League Baseball Museum. The respect that Cardinal fans have for the history of the game is, is second to none. And so it's not a surprise that they make their way to see the Negro League Baseball Museum. It's such a hollow ground. And, and of course, St. Louis has tremendous black baseball history in itself. And so I always look forward to the Cardinals coming to town. The coverage today will be on MLB Network. I know that it's an exciting day. I don't want to take too much of your time. So for you to be able to join us on presentation and ceremony day is a real thrill, Bob. And it's always great to catch up with you. I hope that you and the great people of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, Bucks family and friends, have an incredibly memorable day. You all deserve it. Oh, it's going to be very special, like I said, and, and it creates a tremendous platform for this museum. And so as we celebrate today, tomorrow we go to work and figuring out how we parlay Bucks Hall of Fame into an opportunity to raise considerable resources for Bucks Museum and to complete the Buck O'Neill Education and Research Center. We want to do exactly what Buck would have wanted us to do had he gotten in in 2006. And that is to use that platform to raise money and awareness for his museum and help grow this wonderful institution known as the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. You and I became friends about a decade ago when you allowed us to use your museum as the headquarters for our all-star game coverage in Kansas City. It seems like yesterday. That was a decade ago. And, uh, Man, time flies, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm ready for the next decade. Let's go. Let's do it. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Anytime. There's the president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, Bob Kendrick, as Buck O'Neill among those going into the Baseball Hall of Fame today. Jim Cott pitched for 25 seasons with the Senators, Twins, White Sox, Phillies, Yankees, and Cardinals. He won 283 games. He goes into the Hall. Also going into the Hall, Bud Fowler. Uh, he and his family moved to Cooperstown uh, a few years after he was born in 1858. He helped form the Page Fence Giants, who would go on to become one of the all-time great black barnstorming teams. Later on, he had a hand in establishing other barnstorming clubs, the Smoky City Giants, the All-American Black Tourists, the Kansas City Stars, strong proponent of establishing 
black baseball leagues. Fowler passed away in 1913. Gil Hodges played 18 seasons with the Dodgers and the Mets from 1943 to 1963. Eight All-Star Game selections, three gold gloves at first base, topped the 20-homer mark in 11 straight seasons. Minnie Minoso starred in the Negro National League with the New York Cubans from 1946 to 48, debuted with the Cleveland Indians in 1949, played 17 seasons with the Indians, White Sox, Senators, and yes, he played one season with the Cardinals, played 39 games for the Cardinals in 1962. Tony Oliva, his entire 15-year big league career with the Minnesota Twins, three AL batting titles, led the league in hits five times. I mentioned that David Ortiz, who's known Big Poppy with the Red Sox, he played for the Twins and was a good player for the Twins before he went over to the Red Sox. Ten-time All-Star, eight-time winner of the Edgar Martinez Award for Most Outstanding DH, played 20 seasons in the big leagues, three World Series titles with Boston in 10 seasons, including one over the Cardinals, in which we should have stopped pitching to him. But anyway, uh, he was a phenomenal phenomenal player and it really is a great lineup of hall of famers fowler hodges cot minoso oliva and o'neill along with big poppy david ortiz you're listening to sports on a sunday morning from the stiefel sports studio we will have more news from the cardinals momentarily we will uh, let you know what's happening with them but coming up next john hackworth who is the coach. He's actually the director of coaching for St. Louis City SC. He's currently with their next pro team. He's next. This is KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Coming up on 1045 on KMOX from the Stiefel Sports Studio. You're listening to Sports on a Sunday morning. I'm Tom Ackerman in downtown St. Louis. Joined live by someone, part of an organization that will be playing just to the west of us here in downtown West. We are fired up for St. Louis City SC, playing at Centene Stadium. But you know what? They're already playing. City 2 has been out there playing. The MLS Next Pro uh, has seen its top team, City 2, rolling pretty quickly here. And joining us is head coach, also director of coaching. Isn't that the correct title, John? John Hackworth of St. Louis City SC. How are you? I'm good, Tom, and you are correct. That's correct correct title and uh, beyond I want to talk to you about this current uh, squad but uh, what does that title entail what what are your duties with the organization Uh, basically it means that whatever Lutz tells me to do I have to do (laughs) Um, which includes coaching and uh, a number of different things but uh, it's kind of a wide-ranging title but really our focus right now is on building our our city two team integrating the players that we've brought in for the first team who obviously some of them have already arrived you saw uh berkey you know feature for us on friday and just you know as we build this club and uh towards the mls next year that we're all uh trying to get on the same page and do it with uh with our principles in mind yeah how has the transition been for berkey not bad so far eh? 
not bad when you debut uh, and you get a, a shutout and your team gets a two nothing victory. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's going really well so far. He's a wonderful person to work with. Um, great pro, you know, has a ton of experience. Um, I think he got uh, introduced to a little Midwest heat and humidity the other night, um, but he took it in great fashion. Yeah, I know. That's it's even hot for us. Uh, I can't even imagine. Uh, you know what's now interesting? I, I, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to tell you. I asked him right before we went out. He came off the field for warmups, and I said, "You know, Roman, when's the last time you played in this kind of heat and humidity?" And he looked at me and he said, "Never." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "For a guy that's played literally, you know, in the b- biggest competitions all over the world." Um, you know, his taste of, of heat and humidity uh, came in Edwards Hill, Illinois. So I thought that was pretty uh, profound. Wow. You know, it's so hot that you just almost like go silent. Like you almost don't want to even talk to anybody at, at times. You just start thinking about, am I taking care of myself enough? <laughs> to, yeah, and, that's, and, and, and that's a sport where you've really got to stay on top of it, don't you? It's amazing, really. I give our guys so much credit. Um, our medical staff, our sports performance staff, um, they do an unbelievable job of, of making sure that our players are prepared to be, because the reality is to play in this kind of heat and humidity and to play at the intensity that we do, um, it takes a lot of preparation. And then it just takes a lot of uh, will and determination from our players, and, and they did a wonderful job for sure. So it has been uh, a, a real transition, I think, for everybody involved in the organization because you had to build this team in less than a year. Other teams come into the league with an already built roster coming from previous leagues like USL. Meanwhile, you got off to this incredible start. I mean, it's pretty awesome first year in the league, I would think. Yeah, we we look, we've been very intentional about uh, who we select, uh, you know, we have profiles for our all positions, but it, it also, uh, we've looked really diligently at character uh, because to play our style, um, you need to just, as a, from a fundamental standpoint, you need to be a, a person of character. You need to be a person that is willing to come in and work extremely hard, work smart, um, understand that the, that our club and our team, you know, dictates everything it's not a a me kind of i uh culture it's much more so about the collective and uh so we've been intentional about our selection and you know i think i don't want to use the word luck but um we have been very uh, fortunate with the players and, and people that we've brought in Certainly. And then how does this upcoming season for St. Louis City SC, how does all of that work in terms of player evaluation? You mentioned Lutz. He has a vision uh, and they are building from the foundation here with this organization. But certainly you want to put on a nice little show for what's anticipated to be pretty raucous sold out crowds at Centene Stadium for the foreseeable future. Yeah, well, I mean, this is all part of the process, you know, with Lutz is doing a phenomenal job. Uh, Bradley Carnell uh, already being here a year in advance as our head coach of the first team. Um, You know, we're all working uh, collectively together to try to make sure that uh, the players that we bring in, and obviously we've signed a number of them already for the first team, uh, mentioned that they're training with City 2 already. 
that just gives us such an advantage. You know, we're doing so many little things on a daily basis just to practice our best practices for when we do this in the MLS next year. And I think we're going to have that advantage of, of being really well prepared uh, as we go into the MLS. No question. Uh, and then I, I think that if you look at challenges uh, between now and then, there's the obvious ones. You're, you got the, the, you're the new one. You're the new kid on the block, not the only one, but you're the new team, the new organization. There are, I'm certain COVID and the pandemic uh, and maybe this still plays a little bit. D- did that hamper some of the evaluation in terms of travel and scouting? Or do you have, when you're looking for talent, so much video and the ability technology to, to cover a lot of ground there also? Yeah, the technology has really helped us. Um, but I think between, you know, on a personal knowledge basis, um, between Lutz and Bradley and myself, uh, our, our experience and the places that we've worked um, and the people that we've worked with, we, we've between the technology and still trying to, to navigate through this craziness that is, is still, you know, a pandemic, um, we've managed to do a good job in, in our selection. As I've said, we've been very intentional about who we are picking. Um, and because we've had time to do so, we feel good about, about those selections. Well, we're looking forward to everything that's to come for you, and I know that uh, people can continue to stay uh, close to City 2 and also St. Louis City SC. There are a variety of ways to stay connected to this group. And I guess the final thing for you is maybe from your perspective, describe what people are about to experience. They can't yet, but once they start to roam the grounds and the stadium and the training facilities and everything. It's unique, isn't it? Isn't there a uniqueness to the fact that you have everything all in one place here in downtown West? Yeah. I mean, unique is a perfect word because there is no other team in this country that has a stadium and a training facility, you know, in downtown. We're the only MLS team that will have that. um, And it is a huge advantage for us. And not only is it, you know, that we're in the location we're in, but we, you know, our, our ownership group has built a state-of-the-art stadium, you know, a state-of-the-art training facility. Um, and and we are going to absolutely, you know, try to take advantage of those two things because we're the only one uh, that has it. And that has uh, been a big emphasis of ours. And, and quite candidly, is that we've attracted some of the best players around the world because of it. I appreciate your time very much. It's been great to hear from you. We continue to learn more about what this is going to look like in St. Louis and all of your efforts, but especially for the time being, jumping on KMOX to join our audience. It's been it's been great, John. No problem. Thank you, Tom. It's been a pleasure. John Hackworth is the director of coaching for St. Louis City SC, and he has led City 2 to a very nice start to their MLS Next Pro campaign. Just in from Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, John Mosellock, Tom Ackerman joining you from the Stiefel Sports Studio here on Sports on a Sunday morning. Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt are the two big names. We mentioned John Denton of MLB.com talked earlier about high-profile stars who were not going to be able to make the trip to Toronto due to Canada's vaccination rules. 
It has now been made official, as Mosaloc has told some of the media in a briefing. He's going to join us here on KMOX at 11.30 to talk a little further about it, that Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt will not be going to Toronto for that series against the Blue Jays. Also, catcher Austin Romine will not be making it. Remember that Denton did report that Yvonne Herrera had been called uh, to the Toronto trip. They gave you an indication that Somebody was not going to be able to make it. Andrew Kisner starting a catcher today. Romine will join Arenado and Goldschmidt in that group that will not make it due to Canada's vaccination rules. Also not making it is Johan Oviedo. That's for another reason. He has an expired passport, so he will not be able to travel to Toronto. The replacements, which Mosellock just named in his media session, Herrera, Connor Capel, and Corey Spangenberg are going to be the replacements for the club for those players, Arenado, Goldschmidt, and Romine. The Cardinals are a game and a half out of first in the NL Central. They take on the Reds today. They will be playing the Toronto Blue Jays this week in a division race, and they will not have Paul Goldschmidt or Nolan Arenado, or Austin Romine for that matter, Uh, due to vaccination rules in Canada for the next couple of games. The Cardinals' schedule is as follows. They play Toronto on the road starting Tuesday and Wednesday, and then they have another day off. So they play Cincinnati today. They're off tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, at the Blue Jays, Thursday off. Then they go to Washington The assumption is that everybody will be back together in Washington. We're also still awaiting word officially on what Steven Matz's MRI looked like. It looks like he had that about an hour, hour and a half ago. So we'll continue to await word on that. John Mosellock, again, will be joining us live on KMOX at 1130 to talk further about this situation. If you're just tuning in, Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, two of the biggest stars not only in the Cardinals but in the National League, period, will not be traveling with the club to Toronto due to Canada's vaccination rules. Austin Romine, the Cardinals' backup catcher right now behind Andrew Kisner, will not be making it either. And then Johan Oviedo, his reason because of an expired passport. Big story coming out of the Cardinals, no doubt. We'll catch up with Mo at 1130, pregame at 1145, first pitch at 1240 from Cincinnati. The Cardinals and the Cincinnati Reds right here on the home of the Cardinals, KMOX. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.